first century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess any superhero need his theme music Go one minute What's going on, everybody? This is the Green Beat, and I am your host, Austin Krell. So, the Sixers, fresh off of a back, uh, back, uh, fresh off of a win against the Cavaliers in Cleveland uh, on Sunday afternoon, were facing off against the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. Sixers. Um, historically do not have a lot of success in San Antonio. In fact, they are three and 30 or three and I think they're three and 30 in their last 33 matchups in San Antonio. And for those of you who know NBA basketball, that means they won three games in San Antonio in the last 33 years. Um, and that trend continued this year, too, as the Sixers have a pretty good start to the game, leading by as many as eight in the first quarter. They led by three at the end of that quarter, and then the Spurs never really, really looked back. Uh, the Spurs went up by 11 going into halftime. They led by as many as 30 in the fourth in, in the third quarter, and then they were just able to keep the Sixers at bay. We're really, really... um. They were able to put them to sleep, just like they're putting me to sleep right now. In that, in the early portions of that fourth quarter, I think what it comes down to in this game is against the San Antonio Spurs team that has such a great history of success and a uh, a coach that is just transcendent and. Um, you know, a multiple-time champion organization, they build positive winning culture. And as a result, they execute flawlessly. They don't make mistakes. And you have to be, you have to come into their building and be ready to execute and be focused. And plain and simply, the Sixers just did not do that very well tonight. Um, the Sixers had for the game fifteen, uh, only 10 turnovers for them. So that's not a bad game, really, uh, for turnovers. However, they shot 40 of 98 from the field. They, they, there's another part of execution that people don't only really think about because it's sort of outside of their control. And um, you can control turnovers, right? So... Another facet of, of, of executing is making shots. Sixers only turned the ball over 10 times tonight. Spurs is on forced a lot of turnovers, but Sixers only turned it over 10 times. That's two and a half times a quarter. That's not bad for them. When it comes down to it, they shot 40 of 98. They just didn't make shots, and it really hurt them in the third quarter. Um, the Sixers also... Failed unbelievably in getting to the line. Only shot seven free throws tonight. Spurs shot 17. Um, in a game like this, a 11 free throw difference is not going to be the end all. But 
the nine shot made the nine shots made difference in favor of the Spurs. That's going to be the, the the difference in the in the game. Quite simply, the Sixers just did not make shots. That's all. That's all it is. Um. So let's take you inside what happened here. The Spurs don't turn the ball over really ever. Like they really just don't. They're, they're the league leader in, in turnovers. They don't. They they execute. They don't ever turn the ball over. For for a team like the Sixers that thrives in the uh, in the full court setting, that kind of characteristic does not bode well for them because it really hurts the Sixers' offensive weapon, which is creating turnovers and getting in transition and making shots that way. For a guy like Ben Simmons, who is not a shooter, obviously, as we've said a million times, um, the the, the half-court offense is not his best friend. And that doesn't bode well for a guy like, like him. It also doesn't bode well for a guy, or it bodes better for a guy like Embiid, but he he has to work for all of his points. And if you have to if you have to work around a, a point guard who's who's your playmaker who can't shoot, and they don't have to defend him, it's basically five on four on offense, and it shuts down the the game for everybody else too, which makes it makes their lives hell. So the Sixers only turned the Spurs over six times. That really hurt their offense tonight. And you can tell because they only scored 96 points. That's an anomaly for the Sixers this year. They, they, break, they break 100 points practically every game. Um, the block totals, 5 to five, 5 to 9. Spurs had four more blocks. Um, I don't think that has really a big effect on the game. It just It's more missed shots ultimately for the Sixers. Um... The steals, Sixers had three, the Spurs had five. Assists, 28-29 in favor of the Sixers. Rebounds, 41-45. Defensive rebounds, 41-29. Offensive, 4-12. Sixers got more got, got eight more opportunities in the second chance points than the Spurs did. They had, a, they had eight extra second chance opportunities. However, the Spurs held them to one shot on the possession. 12 more times than, than they did them. Uh, so, Sixers missing a lot of shots. They're getting out-rebounded on the, defen- on, the, on the offensive glass. And by that, I mean the Spurs are getting defensive rebounds. They're holding them to one shot. They're coming back, and they're making shots. Marcus Aldridge got anything he wanted tonight. 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 of 14 shooting. Rudy Gay had... Uh, just a fantastic game. He had 21 points on 10 of 15 shooting. DeMar DeRozan was his was his normal self. Uh, a mid-range killer, 20 points on 9 of 16 shooting. A very efficient night for him, which is rare. Um, and then, you know, the Spurs had, had a very, very, very balanced effort from their bench. It seems like we say this every fucking night. Um... This, the bench explodes, and, and the Sixers bench cannot remotely keep up with them. 
Davis Bertans, 25 minutes, 16 points on three or four three-point shooting. Um, the Spurs had... Fifty-six bench points. Fifty-six bench points. The Sixers had... Thirty-five. Above their average. That is above their average. But when you're giving up fifty-six, and you're only scoring thirty-five... And your team and your starters were plus nine, and you're down twenty one. Or your the starters are plus five, and they leave the or plus plus nine when they leave the game, and then you are minus twenty one. It's a twelve point spread, and then the, the the team goes cold, and then Spurs are able to build on that because the Spurs don't mess up as opportunities that they they see a team struggling and they choke them, and they step on their throats, and they end it right there. That's the Spursian way. For the Sixers tonight, Wilson, the chart, the, 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 the starters were the same as usual. Wilson Chandler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler. Chandler, had 10 points on 3 of 7 shooting, 2 of 5 from the three-point line in 24 minutes. Fewer minutes for him tonight. Maybe, just maybe, they're starting to sort of move away from him a little bit and give those minutes to a guy like Muscala, a guy like um, Korkmaz a little bit, even though I don't, I'm not... I'm not Quite sold that Quirkmans is an NBA caliber player because he has a he has one great game every five games, and then the rest of the time he's really just not a contributor, a non-factor. Um, Embiid, thirteen points in twenty-nine minutes of play, six of seventeen from the field. 0 of 6 from 3, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers. Embiid was saying, was furthering the narrative about his usage um, in the offense. And it does baffle me because for a guy who claims to not want to be shooting threes and wants to be buried in the post, he shot 6 tonight. I would think that a guy who doesn't like the way he's being used on the perimeter would be scoring maybe eight points on one of seven three-point shooting, nothing else. It doesn't seem like he's a, it doesn't seem as though he's exactly being deprived of an offense. I think he's choosing to shoot threes and to no avail. But as great as he is down low, he can go and he can go in and make two or three layups in a row and then suddenly you sort of forget that he's 0 of 6 from 3. Nonetheless, 13, uh, uh, 17 shots to get 13 points tonight, not a good night for him. But he did play 29 minutes tonight, so that's a nice sort of break from the 34 he's averaging, I think, per, per game this year. 
Ben Simmons, 16 points in 29 minutes of play, 7 of 10 um, shooting, 2 of 2 made free throws, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 turnovers. So not quite the game he had yesterday, obviously. He did turn the ball over a couple times. But I think when all is said and done, looking at this game, this is, he was the best player tonight for the Sixers. Um, I do like the back-to-back games of fairly good, uh, fairly consistent free throw shooting. I do appreciate that. It's a sign of improvement a little bit. Um, obviously, he's going to turn the ball over against a better defensive opponent. The Spurs are an elite defense historically, and tonight they flexed that a little bit. Part of it was Sixers weren't making shots. Part of it was the the the, the Spurs defense. Once once they get your corner, they don't they they don't let you out. Um, JJ Redick, 23 point, uh, 23, 23 minutes, sorry, 16 points on 11 shots. He's actually extremely efficient tonight, just under 70% shooting. Only took four threes, did only play 23 minutes. Um, Jimmy Butler, 30, uh, 30 minutes, six points on three of 13 shooting. He, this, this, this game was really a testament to the fact that, or was really a, uh, sort of paint the narrative that they really, 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 really need Jimmy Butler to win games. Um, obviously, you say no shit. They gave up two starters to get Jimmy Butler, um, and that should be common sense that they need Jimmy Butler to win games because otherwise it's basically being down three players. And you'd be right, but any game where he's missing or he's off from the field – they're not going to win. They're even close. They're just not. They're, they're not going to win ga- games if he's if he's having a bad night, and that's worrisome because they're it's and but it isn't all because of him. It's because their bench is so paltry that um they need their starters to give everything that they can give, and they can't afford an, a, a wildly inefficient night like Jimmy Butler had tonight. He played 30 minutes. I suspect he played more more minutes just to sort of get himself back into uh, game shape after missing a couple with with the with the sort with with the groin strain, and to sort of get that thing loosened up a little bit so that way he can get ready to go again on Wednesday against the Knicks. Um, but the starters tonight combined for um, 61 points, 61 of the 696 points. Sticky to the bench now. Obviously, there was the usual suspects off the bench. Muscala, 18 minutes. Sham at 17 minutes. McConnell, 26 minutes. Korkmaz, 18 minutes. Then, once the game was blown out of reach, Bolden got 9 minutes. Amir got 8 minutes. Shake got 8 minutes. Shake actually played pretty well. Um, Muscala, I thought it was a, it was a good sign for him because he'd been struggling since coming back from whatever sickness he had uh, after missing two games or missing one game. He he had 11 points in 18 minutes on eight shots, three made threes. Uh, it was a good game for him. He only had one rebound, which is suspect to say the least for a guy who's your backup five stretch slash stretch four. Um, but. Yeah, you got you, when you're sick, you lose. You know, you, you you have all this stuff going on inside. You don't eat. You're you're, uh, you know, the the all that fun stuff. And 
you lose some of that mass and your motor's a little ru- a little uh a little low and it takes you a little while to get back to where you feel 100% and you're normal. Um, so I would expect him to be back to his usual self in the coming games. Landry Shamit, it's dangerous to rely on a on, on a, uh, a late first round pick for, for, for big production on a contender because you just never know what you're going to get from him on a nightly basis. Last night, Shamit, or yesterday, Shamit shot, uh, he had 17 points or whatever, 16 points, 17 points on five of five, uh, four of five three-point shooting. Tonight, three points on one of six. So you just never know what you're going to get in a given night. The defense, you know, every night's a different defensive matchup for a, a rookie. It's, it's a new arena. It's a new uh, experience. And... It's not fair to expect him to give you efficient shooting and 10-plus points every night. They'll take it. It's fabulous if you can get it from him, but you, you just it's not fair to ask of a rookie in this position. TJ McConnell, you know, I know that I really raved about him recently saying that if he, you know, if he can give you 5-5 five and five on any given night, I'll take it. Um, I sort of come to the reality that Even though Markel Fultz, honestly, is not good, what he gives you defensively is what this this bench so badly needs. And on top of that, he's obviously more athletic than than TJ. He's he's taller than TJ. The only thing that TJ can do better than him really is shoot. Um, Even that's like... You know, obviously, a little limited range, and so the fact of the matter is that T.J. McConnell's a great player for ten minutes a game on on any given night. He has a role in this team, belongs here, but he's not the kind of guy you're going to win games with, giving significant minutes to. You're not going to win many games with T.J. You're not going to win. A, you know, you're not going to have a great playoff run with T.J. McConnell playing twenty six minutes a game. You're just not. Um, so you know it's. It's unfortunate that that's sort of the mentality that has to be adopted. I know that I've it's sort of like it's sort of the, what the hell happened two days ago. You were singing this praise. I know, but then after looking deeper into this bench and really analyzing what the issues are, although TJ's a great energy guy, he's a great hustle guy. He you know he he's is the embodied he's the embodiment of the city. Um, the fact of the matter is that. The, op, the 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 offense on the bench is so is so so deprived that he is simply not adequate to be able to afford his shortcomings. His shortcomings being his shortcomings being his size, his athleticism, and his lack of range on his jump shot. And so he's great for ten minutes of pick you up full court defense. The the minimal production on offense. On most nights is is not enough to, to counter because how bad the bench is. So you, I think what they need to do is they need to reduce those minutes to about ten a game, and maybe move Shamit over to that point guard spot and give somebody like Shake Milton some of those minutes. Um, the fact of the matter is that they just need so much help off of their bench. I mean, you thought their bench was bad last year. 
this bench is a whole new level. Even Jared Bayless would be a huge upgrade for this bench. He would he would give you the bench ten points a game every night. Um, but the fact of the matter is that it is what it is at this point, and you know they just got to make moves quickly. They got to add pieces to the second unit, uh, so that way this team can really legitimately make a run. Because this team is not getting out of the second round with the roster is currently constructed. However, this is not the roster that's going to be here in two, three months. Um, for Kong Korkmaz, five points in 18 minutes on two of eight shooting, one of five from three. The more I think about for Kong Korkmaz, it was nice the, the flashes that he's shown. Uh, but he's in the game to do one thing and one thing only. To put the ball in the cup. He's there to do it by spotting up and making three-point shots. I'm seeing a lot of games where he's going one of five from three. So if he's not doing that at a consistent level, and he's not strong enough nor fast enough to defend anything in the NBA, the only other asset that he gives you is cutting. He doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to cut well on offense. He can he can do that. He's a little bit, he's a he's a bit of a nifty creator. He's a bit of a nifty passer. The fact of the matter is that. For Con Korkmaz is way too inconsistent to warrant any kind of belonging in the NBA. Um, he's getting minutes because they're so thin in terms of their depth. And if you had anybody else in this roster that could play, he would be out of the rotation first. He just is not good enough. And he damn sure is not consistent enough. And defense gets you in the rotations, and he plays absolutely no defense. Whether by his own effort, whether by his limitations, whatever it may be, just a simple fact of the matter. Jonah Bolden gave you zero, um, two blocks, that's about it. Uh, I don't expect much out of a guy whose only minutes are coming late in, the, uh, in, in a game that's already been decided in, in the fourth quarter. You know, it's... it's uh, it's it's a tough spot to be in because, you know, you they tell you, you know, go out there and show that you, that you that you belong in the rotation, yada yada yada. This is your chance, give it your all. But when no one on the court is playing that hard because you just know that there's nothing at stake, you you're not going to play that hard. And so they're just sort of going through the motions. They're 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 reacting to what's happening around them. And that's about it. But they're not, you know, they're, a guy like Jonah Bolton's not going to go diving on the floor, especially after he just. Got uh, you know is uh, is healing from a, f a fractured bone in his leg. Garbage man Amir Johnson, uh, two points in eight minutes, three assists. He actually did not foul or turn the ball over, which is impressive for him. Um, I say that sarcastically, but the fact of the matter is that he just gives nothing. He he's he he stole money last year. Granted, that was that fraud Colangelo's fault for giving him that kind of money. Eleven million dollars, but Amir Johnson is just is it just gives nothing. And I know that he's a great locker room presence and voice, sweet. But the fact is that young guys like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and and uh, the like, they don't want to hear from a guy who's just who isn't even playing. They don't. You think they respect what he has to say really at all? It isn't like he's ever done anything in the league. He's been a role player his entire career. 
he's 32 and he's looks like he's 60. Um, and so the fact of the matter is I can't imagine his voice holding too much weight in the locker room. So he really doesn't serve any kind of purpose on this team. Shake Milton, 10 points in eight minutes. He took full advantage of his opportunity tonight. Um, four of seven shooting, two or three made threes, four rebounds, one foul, no turnovers. I would petition to get him some more minutes. Um, I think he's, I think at this point he can't hurt the bench. He might as well get minutes. He probably has the highest upside of anybody on the bench, maybe besides Jonah Bolden. I say that with like a very like sensitive sort of look on my face because I don't know what Jonah Bolden is. But I do know that Shake Milton has played college basketball in this country for multiple years, and he's a little bit more seasoned with the current competition. And so I think he's worthy of more minutes. I think I think it's worth the test because you have nothing to lose because there's this, this bench is at rock bottom pretty much. Um, so the Sixers lose one in San Antonio, one twenty-three to ninety-six. You know, I know we love to say, "Oh, it was a scheduled loss. It was a second out of a back-to-back." Here's the fact. Here's a fact. You blew Cleveland out yesterday by 23 points. You rested the starters for the majority of the fourth quarter. You then flew from Cleveland to San Antonio, Texas, which is not a long flight. It's not a cross-country flight. You did that in the middle of the day to an hour time difference. You then had the entire night to get acclimated to, to, to San Antonio, to get your treatment, to lay in bed, do whatever. You know, all day today to prep for this game. There is no fucking excuse to lose to this goddamn team by 27 points. They're fabulously coached. They have some some perennial all-star players on their roster. Said players are getting older, and said players have skill sets that are past their expiration date. I know the Spurs' defense is 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 traditionally great. The fact of the matter is that this year it's not that good. They're 16 and 15 on the year. They just lost at home to the Chicago Bulls, who are a shit show. Um, the way that they defended Demar Derozan tonight, I was really unhappy with because I'm so sick of seeing them switch on the, every, every screen. Demar Derozan has no three-point shot. Let him just set, go under the screen, hedge the screen. Um, don't switch the screen. There should be no reason for a guy like JJ Wright to be switched on to Demar Derozan. And then what happens is he weaves away back and forth in between screens, and then he pulls up for a little fifteen-footer, and he gets hot. When he gets hot, it spells chaos. And that's what happened in the third quarter tonight for everybody. And then it opened up the entire offense for the Spurs. It got Rudy Gay rolling. He was hitting these freaking fadeaways that he's never hit in his entire life. Um, Aldridge got whatever he wanted. And the Sixers really just got blown out in that third quarter. That was when everything went to shit. And so I was disappointed with the way that they defended tonight. But I was also disappointed with their effort tonight. I don't. I don't care that it's a. It's a back. It's it's a the tail end of a back to back against a 
historically great team. The fact of the matter is that this Spurs team is not a good Spurs team. This is probably the worst team they've had in the last 20 years. Um, you had, yes, second night of back-to-back, second, in the first night, you know what that was? Against a seven-win team. You blew them up by 23 points. You rested the you rested starters the entire fourth quarter, pretty much. You had an entire day to get adjusted to, to uh, San Antonio, which, is, by the way, is not a long-distance travel. There is no excuse for the effort they put into this game tonight. They simply just came in there, fell asleep, no spirit, no energy, and they got clocked in the face. That's what happened. They got clocked. So, next game is New York in Philadelphia. That should be a demolishing win. Then you have Toronto coming into town. Tough one. Probably, Honestly, probably a loss. Then you have to go to Boston for Christmas. I'm assuming that's going to be a loss, too. So, you look back at the Pacers game, the Nets game, this game, these are all games that you could have t- t- taken advantage of and have been 25 and 10 heading into Christmas. Uh, 24 and 11, 23 and 12. They could still be 23 and 12, but they face a challenging road ahead for the next couple games. It doesn't get any easier after Boston, by the way. They go to Utah the day uh, for, for the, the Thursday game after Christmas and play on national TV against the Jazz. So good luck with that. Sixers drop it tonight, 123-96. They drop it 20-12 on the year. I say that, but obviously 20-12 is a fabulous record. They didn't win 20 games, yada, 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 until January. So they're way ahead of their of, of, of their own curve. Spurs improved to 16-15, 12-5 at home. Sixers 6-9 six away. They will play those New York Knicks on Wednesday uh, at 7 o'clock. Knicks 9-23, and 5-13 away from Madison Square Garden. Sixers 14-3 and at home looking to uh, rekindle that winning streak at home after losing two in a row. One to the Nets, one to the Pacers in Philadelphia. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgun time at parties? Check out our boys the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that is also a tab puller, bent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra is spelled with a K. For ten percent discount on all products, enter the code Trust the Cobra Ten. All one caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and, redistrib- and distribution of the feed to Embiid without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Sixers drop it 123 to 96 to the Spurs tonight. To drop down to 20 and 12 on the year. It will face the New York Knicks 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Knicks 9 and 23. Um, we'll be right here after that game for post game show. And once again, thank you for tuning in.